It's just too bogus. Well, hey there, bogus listener. You just tuned into the Forever Bogus Podcast. I am your bogus host, Bryce Shoemaker, and my special guest today is Jonathan McDowell. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey. Welcome hey. back to the show, man. Hey, thanks for having me, dude. It's been a while. Been a while. Oh, stained. That's stained, in case you're wondering. <laughs> you just listened to that, didn't you? Uh, no. My memory it's never it's never been a while with that song oh, with, in, in you because you listen to it constantly. 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 <laughs> you brought it out of me. Well truth. No, seriously though, it has been a while since we had it you sure on an episode. And I appreciate you taking the time to to do this one with me today. Of course, man. I appreciate being able to do it. We are talking about an interesting topic today, and I really can't wait to just jump into it, but let's uh let's set the scene here a little bit, sure. okay? Sure. Yeah, just just for you, the listener. So imagine this. It's the early 90s, and we are both in grade school, Yep. and we are in the full swing of the Read It movement. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And I... The Read It movement. Do you remember anything about the Read It movement? I was sold, man. You were sold? Reading... No, I'm not joking. I don't read now, because my reasoning is I read so much in the 90s <laughs> you got burnt yeah, out <laughs> i was dude, I, yeah i think so and i was full in i, I loved the read it movement and bought in yes i drank the kool-aid i was the same way yeah i drank the, the kool-aid yeah. too i guess it's flavor aid that they drank yeah so i guess that's the well, joke now I, would, I don't know i was drinking both at that time too, <laughs> so, so it didn't matter <laughs> you were down either yeah. way <laughs> yeah. so for mm-hmm. those who may not know or uh, understand the term read it movement the Read It movement was something that was pretty much established in the early 80s, and it was like a push for the grade school age up to high school for them to start reading more often. They're trying to make reading cool. Yeah, it worked. I thought it was it, Oh, it so definitely cool. worked because they got so many different companies to get involved. Yeah. And it got huge in the 90s. There were so many different companies that were, like, were on the, the bandwagon yeah. for the Read It movement. Nike. Like, it was crazy Nike. because – we, you, I would see commercials that were super driven at reading, 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 not even any branding from Nike. And then it would be like – the one I remember was it was like an animated kid's head, and his head opens. Oh, yeah. And, and books fly into it. a bunch it. of stuff fly in and out. Yeah, and it's like, feed your head. Read. Yeah. Exercise your head. Yeah, exercise your head. Read. That's what it is. Read. Yeah. And it's Nike. <laughs> and I was like, hold up. That was yeah. Nike? Nike yeah, wants rewind. me to read. I want Nikes. Yeah. It's so, yeah, now I want Nikes and books. So what's a better combination than pizza and books? Oh, there's not one, man. And something about those <laughs> personal pizzas you would get. It was just like oh, this. Oh, yeah. For, and, for Book It? And, yeah. And they were called personal pizzas, you know, and it's mine. I earned this. I deserve this. <laughs> I, t- I half-assed read my book. I sent in my report. I got the star on my cool-ass button that the I wear The stars on the buttons. And I get my own personal pizza. I have. Thank you, Pizza Hut. Those buttons in a container in my basement, sir. You do? I you do. still have it? Yes. Do they have all the stars on it? They should have. I made damn sure they of it. They should. <laughs> do you remember the rules with that? Did you have to oh, read man. so many books to get a personal pan pizza? Yeah. It, 
it, it was something along those lines. I think it was so many books earned a star. Maybe it was time-based. I don't remember okay. exactly what what it was, but that was the gist more or less. I don't know. I think maybe the yeah. stars might even have been like a tally for like the school year or something, but I don't remember. I can't remember either. Because it's a, month, it's a monthly thing. Look. I believe so. And I think yeah. you could get up to like a personal pan each month, right? Every month I did it, man. I did it. Me too. Me too. Every month. I mean – my my parents loved it too. They didn't have to pay for shit. <laughs> right, right. I was doing my parents a favor. That's right. So totally you're welcome. You're welcome. Exactly, exactly. Uh, another thing with the read movement. Well, it was, it was been established back in the '70s, but it I felt like it was a huge deal in the '90s. Was the Scholastic Book Fairs? Yes, man. Ugh. Those made my day. Oh, oh, it made my whole month. Maybe even two months. Because oh, they would send man. you that, that order form with all the books that would be there. Yeah. Like two months wow. in advance. Yeah. And I and I was I was a weird book fair kid because I got I've I've always I was raised fairly uh poor, we'll say that. Um so I was finding freeways to find books and I'm in a town that's so small the library's a short walk from everywhere. So I was just at the library all the time. Those books are free, but I would go for the riddle books. And the trivia okay. books, the puzzle books. Guinness, so it's probably pretty limited. Yeah, but Guinness Book of World Records was another one I always got. Mm, I stayed yes. away from like, you know, works of fiction a lot. Okay. So I was kind of an odd one out there, but I found a lot of good stuff, man. A lot of good stuff. Nice. I mean, that's what got me into reading too, because it did offer us a lot of books to our disposal. Uh, because in my hometown, the only place really that had books was the library, but it was very limited there. And they also had a Walmart, and Walmart had a very, very limited selection as well. Yeah, yeah. And I, I'll credit that that there was a change in that for me, where I went from like the nonfiction or the like interactive books, you know, the trivia and okay. the puzzles and stuff. When I made that switch was Spooky Kids. Spooky Kids. One of the first books I wanted to acquire and buy were the Goosebumps series. I wanted the whole series. Yeah. I wanted to own it Oh, at me home. too. Especially seeing the covers. Sure. I was like, holy shit. Oh, and seeing the new ones. Oh, man. When the new one would come out, you're like, oh, it's as scary as I thought it would be. <laughs> but you're right. Uh, the Read It movement and the Spooky Kid movement really went hand in hand there. Man, it was, it was such a genius thing. And then you also think just... The one thing, another thing I looked for in the books was every book that would come out was a different color combination. Oh yes, Almost like which was always a thing with like shoes, you know, the new color combination. Uh-huh. I wasn't ever, you know, well off enough to afford nice shoes and play that game, but the Goosebumps spines, <laughs> you could play speed. that game. Oh man, <laughs> so I was always stoked to be like, oh, what's on the front? What color combination are they going to use? Yes, yeah, yeah, but yeah. Uh, for those who may not be aware, the Spooky Kid movement started in the early '90s. Sure. This was a movement that brought horror, thriller, and supernatural themes to children's programming and media. So yeah, it did include Goosebumps books and the TV series. Yes, it did. Are you afraid of the dark? No, so man. weird. Fear Street, another R.L. Stein, Bone Chillers, like overabundance. So many, so many great things it, with the Spooky Kid movement, and a lot of variants too. Like they tried to see how far they could push the spooky genre. You know, like some of it was legitimately scary, and some of it walked a line where it was comical, scary. You know, yeah, the Goosebumps stuff scared me. It it did to a certain extent because after I switched over to watching real horror movies, I was like, oh, and that yeah, like, that this is this is nothing. This is cheesy. That, that switch makes it hard, but I, I do see it in Lua, my daughter, my nine year old daughter now, 
where uh-huh. I'm like, oh, this stuff is scary. She sees it the same way I did, you know? Yes. Um, because it's hard for me to see it that way now. I'm like, this is so silly. Uh-huh. Another one that really always stood out to me, and maybe not so much scary, that, but like that whole investigative there's kind of an investigative movement, if you will, happening too. But Erie, Indiana. Yeah. Oh yeah, it did. It, it came with the X Files. Yeah. X Files like inter- introduced us to uh, this world. Supernatural investigating. Yeah. Yes. It, the the it was very easy transition for the the spooky kids. Yeah. And, and Erie, Indiana was was a big one. And there's also another show that focused on investigating, and it also. It blended, it kind of actually more bonded the Spooky Kid movement and the Read It movement. Yeah. Do you know what show I'm talking about? I know exactly what show you're talking about. Watched it a lot. <laughs> Ghost Rider! Ghost Rider! Yeah. Word! Word. Dude. <laughs> so good. So today we are discussing the late, great children's educational TV show, Ghost Rider. Rest in oh, peace. Oh, man. Rest in pieces. You're, you're so right. I'll drink we to that. miss you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I won't drink to that as well. Yeah. So not many people are really talking about this show, man. It's – I think it's one of those that's really hard. It's It it doesn't quite hold up. Mm, yeah. I can, I can retroactively see how it got me when I was a kid, but even now I'm like the way this is laid out is kind of strange. The eerie, mm-hmm. but not scary. But there's some weird stuff happening. Is kind yes, of like, yes. They teeter that in a weird way that I think I pick up now more as being really strange, rather than oh, this is this is so spooky when I was a kid. Yes, yeah. I was kind of like, what the hell's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree. But what, what I'm trying to say is that not many people are talking about this because they don't really remember. Oh, sure. I mean, seeing this, I don't even remember how I caught it. I was I've been to digging a bit more with you about. When when was it airing? Because I was very limited as far as like my access to TV. So if I caught this, it had to have been on regular cable or public access. And yes, my knowledge it in was to it that, was on PBS. Uh, that, it was on PBS exactly for, for quite a while. Yep. But then it, it jumped to some some different channels and networks as well. And there's a good chance I've mostly only seen the stuff that was on PBS unless I've watched it l- lately. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, and I kind of have to agree with that. Sure. What did you think of it? Yeah, I really, really liked it. The, the thing I really liked in one episode I remember from when I was a kid was they were like solving a, uh, a secret code, like letters of the okay. alphabet that had been scrambled to represent other. And that was, it tied into like, that would be, have been the kind of book I would get at a Scholastic Book Fair. So when they started doing this, you know, this solving this puzzle, I was like, oh, I want to try to figure it out too. And I've got, you know, my paper and I'm trying to do it as well. And <laughs> write it all down. That, the, that kind of thing really is what stuck with me is it was – there are spurts of like silly, overdramatic scenes. And I think mm-hmm. I hung out through those to get back to the puzzle scenes because those, yes. those were always kind of weird. <laughs> I'll, I'll the, wait through The it. interweaving story <laughs> was always kind of strange, but – it was, yeah. it was, and then the kind of the character development was even even strange yes, too. Yes, it was. I see. I was late to the game with this one. I I do remember seeing some of the the books, and I remember seeing a VHS of it a long time ago when I was a child. But I didn't really watch this on PBS. I don't remember seeing it on PBS. Hmm. I rem- remember watching it when it went into syndication on Noggin. Which was like a satellite channel. Yeah, that's when. What year was that? Noggin. That was early two. I mean, late nineties, early two thousand. I was. I was. See, I was getting out of it around that time. Since we're what? How? How many years apart are we? I'm thirty-one. I'm eighty-nine. I'm eighty-six. So three years. 
Yeah. But that's a pretty so good not, gap. I mean, it's just enough, yeah, a pretty large enough gap you caught, where we will... You caught more of the tail end of it than I did, that's for sure. Yes, exactly. And we're kind of just right on the edge here, so why don't we just jump into the pool of the history of the show? Sure. Okay. <laughs> A lot of this I'm unfamiliar with, too, so fill me in. Okay, perfect. For those who may be in the dark about what Ghost Rider is, and pun intended, because yeah, uh, it's kind of scary, <laughs> Ghost Rider is an American children's mystery television series that was created by Liz Nielsen, produced by the Children's Television Workshop, Workshop. that's yep. now oh, yes. <laughs> uh, Sesame Workshop. Yep. So those who own Sesame Street own that workshop. It's my youth, I think, was that cha- that production company. Oh, yeah. yeah. A lot of really good shows – I mean, we can we can focus a full podcast on just that. Let's that save it. Just company. let's save that. We'll carry save. On. We'll park carry it. on we'll with what you were. <laughs> so it aired on PBS on October fourth, nineteen ninety two. Ninety two. So you were almost ten years old. Ooh, not quite. You were eighty. You said eighty three. Oh no, eighty six. Oh, eighty six. Yes. I'm yes. sorry. So you were just six right. years old then. I was young. Okay. You were you were very young, mm-hmm. and it ran for a good three years. The final episode aired on February twelfth, nineteen ninety five. Yep, just before my birthday. Just before your birthday. I don't. Re- I don't when remember is your birthday. February eighteenth. It's coming up. Eighteenth. Shit, that is coming up. Happy early birthday, man. Thanks. Facebook reminded me, or else <laughs> I may have kind of forgotten. forgotten. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The series revolves around a close knit circle of friends from Brooklyn. Sorry to interrupt you. I, I want to throw this in there. A very diverse group of friends. Yes, as as I have to agree. And yeah, gender, they did a good job. Mm-hmm. They did an excellent job yeah. blending everything. Yes. So in this close knit of friends, you have a Caucasian girl, you have a African American, you have Italian, and you have what Latino? I think. I believe so. I don't know that they ever specify. So I think that generalization. I think they is do. Important. They may. I can't remember. But that is correct. But yes, very diverse group of friends. Yeah. And they would solve neighborhood crimes and mysteries as a team of young detectives with the help of an invisible ghost named... Ghost, ghost Rider! Word! <laughs> what do they say? Is it, do they say word or just does it make a noise? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to assume it's word because that's pretty of the okay. time, you know, like crossed arms word. Yeah. And it's just... <laughs> word! They just pitch shifted it down, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it works. We say it every time. So do you remember how Ghost Rider communicated with these kids? Yes, I do. Uh, he would take various things in the surroundings that may have had words on them, and he would scramble them up and reorganize them and send the kids a message that way. Which is a genius. genius. I, I love yes. that he that, – that's a thing. Yes. But it doesn't make sense. Not because you, at all. How would, you have to get a lot of letters. You have to be digging for a while. You really would. And to note, only the kids can see it. So that's – there are only certain kids that can see what Ghost Rider is doing. So it will be in public with other people around, and the school bulletin board will – get rearranged to send them a message yeah it's like asshole class of asshole (laughs) class class asshole yeah he ghost rider can be funny at times and does it (laughs) specify that it's male is that i mean i know yes i will get into that with some trivia here in a moment about they they don't actually have an episode of who ghost rider was but one of the writers um reveals his identity should we describe okay go ahead man it is genderless it's it looks like some form of punctuation. So if you took a single circle, solid yes. solid dot, 
and then put two just arcs above accent it, almost marks? like accent, accent but almost marks? just like uh, they're not full accent marks. Yeah, kind of. No. They're just curves. They almost look like eyebrows. Yeah. But if you took those two eyebrows and pushed one to the left and one to the right. Yep. So you have a circle, and those two are a little off-kilter. That's it. Is it a tail? I don't know. I, it, it makes no sense to me. Me neither. To be honest. But you're right. It is gen- genderless, and they call it an it throughout the entire series. Okay, so that was that was my question earlier. I, was, I couldn't remember if they called it him or it. Nope. It was just it. Because whenever huh. anybody could see it, such as like Casey, they're all like, you can see it. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So a quick little fact here. The series was actually filmed on location in Brooklyn. I didn't know that. That makes total sense, no. though. It, I, I'm glad they did that because yeah. it really feels genuine because it is. <laughs> it's I agree. Genuine. That and the cast does make it f- feel very Brooklyn as far as I yeah, know inner, Brooklyn. inner city. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. So this was actually an award-winning show, and it did very well. It was very high in the ratings for, for a bunch of kids' television shows, too. That's, that surprises me. Really, it does. Now, as okay, to be honest, no. As a kid, it doesn't. Okay, I would go, yeah. But now I'm like, oh, looking back, I don't know. I thought it. I thought it was very well put together. It, I thought they did a really good job. It seems like it, because I'll be honest, I watched it with my daughter a bit, and she she's into it. Exactly. It's entertaining and fun, and it it doesn't really teach you much. I mean, there's some moral things that they they teach you, but they don't teach you about reading, or they don't help you with phonics or anything but like that. But it's still mentally engaging, though. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. And maybe that's the reason why it won the award. Yeah, and they go over weird topics that are sometimes hard to cover in, like, sitcoms, but, like, brainstorming. Uh-huh. Oh, yes. Like, you know, puzzle solving. Like, these things were very critical thinking things that were incorporated to, like, you know, the age group and everything and development. Yeah, I think yeah. that that may be what captured because uh, she's very similar to me in puzzles and riddles and stuff. And I think that's what gets her. That's what draws her in. So it makes sense seeing it again. But um, I, I'm just too old now, I think. <laughs> <laughs> You've crossed that threshold yeah. and now you can't look back. <laughs> I'm, full, I'm full. Get off my porch now. So, yes, it's tough to go back. But it won a Writers Guild of America Award in 1995. Wow. For the best children's script for te- for television. That's very interesting as, as well, but I will admit they had some very creative script work and very it interesting did. scenarios. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, we'll touch on one later, but I'll bring it up now. Is There's an instance where his one of the characters, Jamal, his kid uh-huh. cousin, younger... Yes, uh, Casey. Yes. She plays a prank on him by putting peanut butter inside of his baseball glove. Yes, and I thought that wasn't just like a running your mill prank. That's like that's the stuff your pretty brothers and sisters would get you with. Like it would. It wasn't yeah, it's just very genuine. Yeah, I thought it was. It was pretty clever. That's what I'm going with that. <laughs> that's the reason why it won the next award here. It better <laughs> no, have. <I'm> kidding. <laughs> no, but for uh, Young Artist Awards of 1993, it was nominated for outstanding performance in the children's programming. I, I I would have done the same. Give them the award. <laughs> they didn't though. They just were nominated. Oh darn! Whoops. They 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 deserved it. I don't, I don't know who won. <laughs> I should go back and look. Sounds like no one won to me. <laughs> yeah. You're so right. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's just jump into the trivia then, yeah, so we can kind of this. wrap up this section, okay? Yeah. <laughs> so, so, 
<laughs> so Ghost Riders producer and writer Kermit Fraser revealed in a 2010 interview that Ghost Rider was a ghost of a runaway slave during the American Civil War. Yeah. I, I This one I kind of read. It was hard to okay. – this one, the first one I got a touch of. And my first thought was this always – rubs me the wrong way when the stuff like this me happens too. so like when uh jk rowling will say that like oh did you know dumbledore's gay and it's like that's like so? that's like bragging or making up like trying to share uh characteristics of your invisible friend with me like i'm uh, you can make up anything you want how am i going to be impressed oh your invisible friend can do three backflips in a row okay sweet right on yeah for me it's like there's no reason for it. Maybe they didn't really need to reveal his true identity. Did it really matter? I think it no. I think it was just like a stretch of progressivism. They're like, we we could even sure. be more progressive. Where wait till you hear who Ghost Riders really is. Yes, <laughs> it's a stretch. It's a stretch. I'll say that it's a fucking stretch. Let's call it. That. But I, it's it's kind of interesting because Ghost Rider apparently taught all the other slaves how to read and write, and was killed by the slave catchers and their and their dogs. Well. That that's that's intense. <laughs> it's very intense. But with the opening of the series, you'll see his soul that was kept in a book that Jamal finds during the pilot episode. Whose dad is played by Samuel L. Motherfucker Samuel Jackson. Jackson doesn't say fuck one time. No. And still does but well. But he doesn't have a whole well, I guess he does have quite a few lines. He's kind of a monologue at the end of it. So I want to take a quick little break sure. because I want to jump into one of these award winning episodes here with you. <laughs> Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be a good one. All right. So bogus listeners, we'll be right back. So don't go anywhere. After these messages, we'll be right back. Exercise your head. Read. Hey there, Bogus listener. I don't mean to interrupt your current Bogus Cast episode, but... Pump the brakes, loser. We got news. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to be nice here, Jamie. Come on. But we do have a surprise for you. Yep, and it's not a sweet kick in the mouth like you deserve. It's something better, <laughs> something sweeter, something tastier. It is tastier because we are coming out with brand new episodes, a brand new season of the Bogus Cast on Wednesday, August 19th. And uh, Jamie, what do we have a... Uh, lined up for him here we got a lot of new stuff and let me tell you something i don't know why but i got this attitude in this little commercial we're doing and i promise <laughs> in the new season i'm gonna be more pleasant but you better show up to the new season or else you'll get noogies and swirlies Ooh. delivered by me daily for the rest of your life <laughs> daily every day <laughs> until one of us dies <laughs> Okay, hopefully you didn't run them off. But we do have a little sample uh, of an episode from the new season. We do? You brought a clip? I brought a clip, baby. I can't believe you brought a clip. Let's roll it. This morning I was thinking about all the times I spent at home alone. Not like Macaulay Coke in it, but like being like left while the parents went to go grocery shopping or drop off my brother to a friend's place or something. I was old enough to tend to myself. They knew I wasn't going to start a fire or whatever. They trusted me at home alone. And all the shit that I got into while they were gone. (laughs) You could start a lot of trouble. 
You can't. Uh, in just 20 minutes. <laughs> yes. Oh, we're running the store. You, you, your head starts doing, you see the calculator numbers going up and down the screen, yep. thinking about it's all like, the okay. damn. Okay. I what got can 25 I break? minutes. <laughs> yeah. Give me something to break. <laughs> jumping on your bed. So instead of masturbating, of course, yeah. uh, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, really, the first thing I would do is just like go on a treasure hunt and just Damn. search the entire house for anything and everything. You're looking for things that you know where they are or things that you don't know of or what? Both. Wow. Both. So if it was close to a holiday or my birthday, of course, you know, I'm going to be digging for presents, trying to figure out what they got me, which uh, one time actually led to uh, finding out I was going to get a red Game Boy Pocket. So and that's how, pretty oh, rad. How long did you have to wait to, to actually get it? About a month. It wasn't too bad. Did uh, you put they, on the Oscar winning acting skills like with your surprise? <laughs> you know it. You yeah. know, I, tr- I turned it up to 11. Wow. Uh, just like, no way, mom and dad. <laughs> I never expected to get this toy. And, and it's red. Cody, look, it's wow. red. I didn't even wow. know they made this color. Did you know they made this color? <laughs> I didn't even know. No way, mom. We cannot wait until you listen to these brand new episodes. So, Jamie, when is the premiere episode of the new season of the Bogus Cast? Ladies and gentlemen, the new episodes of the Bogus Cast will be found Wednesday, August 19th, in the year of our Lord 2020, right here on the internet, Spotify, MySpace. Yeah, MySpace, definitely. Zanga. Maybe we'll be on Zanga. Live journal. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, stay bogus. Stay bogus. <laughs> and now, back to the show. Yep, you're right. Welcome back, bogus listener. Uh, yeah. Yeah. What is Jonathan drinking now? What am I drinking? We just talked about it, so you can't guess. So. I know. <laughs> but it's a fine pilsner. <laughs> a fi- damn fine pilsner. Fine pilsner. Uh, would that be, uh, is it craft? <laughs> Aren't they all? <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah. I'm kidding. You are drinking a Miller Lite. Yes, I am. Yummy, yummy. Trying to get drunk before the Super Bowl. Oh, is that how that works? Hoping to make an ass out of myself. <laughs> Why not? Okay, let's jump back on the train of Ghost Rider. Word. Yeah, that's tight. So we are going to run down and review one of the mysteries of the show. So just to fill you in, there are four 30-minute episodes to equal one case. So you have a good two hours. So my question was, to, to touch on this, did these air consecutively? Because I feel like... I believe so. There's a good chance I don't know that I ever saw an entire case. Unless they, they would have to. Unless they all they aired at the to, same right? time. Yeah. Yeah. But like you would have to catch it one after another. Sure. I feel like there's a good chance I caught like one, two, and four sometimes, you know? Yeah, exactly. So you really don't really know what happened. Right. I mean, they, they follow you up. They do a rewind at the beginning of the show. But and it's also smart from a marketing perspective too to have them four consecutive where you continue to watch to hear the story. But I think it's short enough, yes. to, you know, attention span wise that like oh six episodes, come on, <laughs> four is the sweet the sweet spot. You're right. Plus you're working with a bunch of kids and right, children's right. acting rights and work working rights was pretty strict there in the nineties. Yeah, very true. Yep. But anyway, we are reviewing and discussing the case entitled. Don't stop the music. (laughs) (laughs) 
I just hear in my head whatever you're going to queue up at this point. So yes, I'm so <laughs> excited to get into this one. <laughs> and it's it's beautiful. My, the only letdown really is it's it's much less music based and much more lyrically based. But that's okay. Oh yeah, yeah I get what you're saying. Ghost needs those words. You know, you're right. He he, he needs those words to to yeah. communicate. So <laughs> I really don't know how to how to start this. Uh, but this is an award winning show. So I feel like it's can I. Can I say that I feel like it's a lot like when I drink Pabst Blue Ribbon and people are like, oh, man, you're drinking Pabst? And I just point to the can and I go, it won a Blue yeah. Ribbon somewhere. Yeah, it's, it's, it's an award. It's award winning. What the winning. fuck do you know? What yeah. do you know? <laughs> you handing out uh, Blue Ribbons? Get out That's here. a really good comparison, <laughs> especially for this Blue Ribbon. <laughs> Ghost Rider is the Pabst Blue Ribbon <laughs> of 90s shows. Of the 90s shows. In my opinion. Hey, I like the color blue, so I'm cool with that. Ditto. <laughs> <laughs> Dope. <laughs> All right. So the episode opens at Lenny's apartment. Yes, Lenny being the main, the focus of this episode. Episode or, at least. Me, of this, this case, case at least. I would say. Yes. Yes. Um, Lenny is a young white girl. Yep. Who, interestingly enough, has some sort of music talent. At first, you don't really know no, exactly not really. what it is. No. Um. I, I say that because I feel like you could be a bit caught off guard. She okay. is a very talented rapper. She is. She's got flow and rhythm. I can't deny it. <laughs> so the phone rings, and her dad answers the phone. Mind you that they are cooking right now, um, and it's the first time that Lenny's dad's girlfriend. I don't know. I don't know if they're they're not married. I know that because I think Lenny's mom dies. Oh god, maybe she's Ghost Rider. Fuck. This is spooky, kids. Like, of course, her mom's dead. How yes, up? the mom at least has to be dead. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, who's on the phone, Jonathan? It's a record producer, I think. Is that what? Yes, her job it title is would be? Jade Morgan of Smash Records. Jade Morgan, good old looking Jade. Smash Morgan. Records too. Smashing that record. <laughs> wow. So she's wanting Lenny to come out to the studio to perform one of her songs. Yeah, and, and my question at this point in the episode is, where did this come from? Because it, it leaves a lot up to, like, just f- you have to fill in that blank. There's no precursors. You have – there are some precursors, but they don't they don't fill you in. But That's that – I mean, this is the very beginning of the episode. I don't – Yes. Yeah, I don't know where this – how did they find her? You know, like where did this? So she did release a track, I think a couple okay. cases back, but it wasn't a big deal. Like she still was like, I want to be a rapper. So it's been established at this point that she is. Okay. So she is uh, pretty good at rapping. If this is your first case of Ghost Rider, then you would be kind of confused because you'd be like, how does this white girl have any sort of musical talent? But but it's it, they make it pretty easy to assume. Yes. <laughs> they do. So Lindy thinks it's a joke, but she's like, okay, cool. I'll, I'll come and meet you. And she's so fucking excited about this. I would be too. I mean, smash records. They've put out a lot of hits. Yeah, exactly. Pumping out those hits. And we'll actually go down some awesome cameos here soon too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's I mean, yeah. some fun cameos in this episode. Some weird stuff. <laughs> yes. So Lindy wants to write a new song for this meet and greet. Because she's like, I got something, something fresh, something good. She wants to. She already heard my other song. I can't just go in there presenting that one song, right? I mean, it's it's she can't. It's right. She's got writer's block. And soon the uh, the stepmom suggests what David Bowie used to do. David Bowie, she says, used to brainstorm. And this is kind of what I was touching on earlier. 
her mom, well, whoever this lady is, is sharing this brainstorming technique with her, and it was almost something like, oh, yeah, it's a great idea. I can do that at some point. That's, you know, it, it yes. tapped into my critical, critical thinking, but tells her to take the words and cut them out uh-huh. so she can and then rearrange them around. Them yeah, and come exactly. up with something fresh. And I've actually done that. And sure. After I watched this episode, I was like, oh, that's a great idea. And I actually do that to brainstorm kind of now. So that yeah. actually did make me learn some brainstorming skills. Hey, who do you think at that point? David? Yeah. Maybe. The, the maybe mom? The Lenny? Sh- I don't know. Shritty. Learn- Lenny's uh, soon-to-be stepmom? I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, she starts writing down all these words. They're all super negative. Oh, man. They're like, hard. Let's go down the list here. I'll start it off yeah. with be real. Yeah. But like her tone is really harsh too. Yes, like that could that could be a positive thing. But the exactly. way she's carrying it, yeah. Not. And then and then you already said she wrote down never, don't, can't, won't. Yep, I don't believe oh, in your dreams. Yeah. Don't never, can't, won't. I mean, these are these are great. They, they could rhyme very well. They could flow pretty well into a song, right? I, I believe so. I think in it. When it comes to it, though, she doesn't want. She wants to be a positive rapper, and that's why she this, does. This that's what she's all about—is that positivity. And it's killing her vibe. So Lenny really needs to flip the script here and get a little help from good old Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider. So Lenny finally writes down her new song, puts it all together, and gets to perform it in front Jade Morgan in her office. So, uh, what is this track called? What's the title of this track? I totally just drew a blank. Um, to believe in what is it? Kind of. You gotta believe. You gotta believe. <laughs> yeah. There are too many kids with too few choices. No one to listen when they raise their voices. Too often told be seen and not heard words. Sir, kick the nuts to the curb. For those who try to tell you that you never don't, can't, won't flip the script and prove them wrong. Believe in yourself, love, honor, and respect. And yo, just keep on keeping on. You gotta believe and reach for the sky. My question at this point is this how auditions work? No. Like, have they ever worked this way? She just walks in the room. And I think at one point she tries to set like her lyrics down on the desk. Yep. Or she doesn't know what she's like holding him, and the lady's like, "Oh, you just got a little boombox." So which her dad is running for her. Her dad's hitting play on the boombox. Yes, he's the quintessential quintessential '90s dad too. Like his, oh, definitely. I can see his junk in those pants. <laughs> like I can see a bulge. That shirt's tucked in. He's got he's that funny, belt on. Charismatic. <laughs> yeah, and he's super supportive. Yeah, definitely, and, uh, definitely. But this audition is just like at this lady's desk in a room that's not made it's strange <laughs> it's strange usually when you audition you don't go straight to the president of a record company you usually don't get yeah, a phone call from the president so this is a big deal See, i guess <laughs> that's how you keep it from going to six or eight episodes they have to cut some yes. stuff out you're, you're right <laughs> but jade is totally into it man jade is oh, loving it. it and she and her assistant too yeah her assistant uh sonia i think it's oh sonia. yeah very into it I wrote down here to quote her. She's really into Lenny's outfit, and she's also <laughs> dressed very like hip of the time too. But of she's time, like, yeah. "Oh, she says, oh, I like your feel. It's very urban synth pop quasi grime." <laughs> Dope outfit. Yeah, it's sort of urban synth pop quasi grime. It's fresh. Thanks. <laughs> oh my 
<laughs> and I was like, oh, God, I love the grind. If I was in a band, that would that would have to be a song title. If I was in a band, <laughs> it doesn't even matter. Yes. Maybe band name. I don't even know. Yeah. So Jade uh, wants her. She's, she signs her on. Not only does she sign her on, she's like, let's make a fucking music video. Oh, music videos, man, which is, again, just taps into everything that was cool at the time. <laughs> yes. It must have had rights, licensing rights from MTV. They show the MTV logo. They, they, they do in some way. Maybe yeah. they just offered it because it was public, you know. Sure. Yes. But how cool was that as a kid? You're like, oh, super. Rad. I want to make yeah. a video. This, this like, is real. The number of times I I dreamed up music videos or dreamed, you know, being in a, a music video. So many. Yeah, it, it probably didn't come true. But as as a kid, they were probably just as bad as what this music video was. Yeah, this one nails it. Though, yeah. I had really bad ideas. It was always like playing guitar to Blink One Eighty Two in front of an auditorium filled with my classmates. I was there as well. Oh, you were that. there in the audience, or were you up next? No, unfortunately, I wasn't there or up next. I was doing it uh, along the same timeline somewhere else. Oh. <laughs> Different location. Different location. Okay. All right. Anyway, we're, we're derailing here. <laughs> yeah, I know. So she she gets the, the deal, the, the record deal. Lenny is so excited, but she needs much more help to write something that's worthwhile for Jade, because Jade's instructions what she needed was at least a four minute long song oh yeah and she was maybe at two minutes she wasn't even at two minutes she's probably at no. like maybe a minute she was pushing yeah. a minute so the the pressure is on you know she got the writer's block out from under her, and now this is a whole new ball game yeah but she gets a little help from her friends she does and i believe before that they do mention that they want kind of the theme of the video and they wanted to have a lot of kids in it yes and they wanted them to be real kids yes not that actor bullshit yeah, the, in turn, her friends become a part of the project as well, conveniently enough. Yeah. Needed to get them in the episode, right? Yeah, it had to eventually. They can't just be bystanders. Well, here they are. <laughs> here they are. <laughs> so they do the whole David Bowie thing again. They start writing down different words that come to their mind. And these were a lot more positive words, thank God. Yep. Get a group together. Brainstorm, I'm telling you. Yes, exactly. So the gang is only helping her in hopes that they could be in the music video. Did you did you catch on to that? Yeah, I think it, it's less malicious, really. It's just it's what any kid would do, I think, you know? If I was placed in that situation, I would probably be in their boat. I'd be like, let's, let's yeah. do it. I will do whatever it takes. And I hung out with Kyle Sillen growing up. Really good friends, but I really liked him because he had all the coolest stuff. There you go. He had the money. You, you wanted to be around it. Yeah. It wasn't, I wasn't going to experience it unless I was Kyle's friend. Sorry, Kyle. You're right. What's Kyle doing now? I believe he's still farming in Carrollton, Missouri. Yeehaw. <laughs> lucky guy. <laughs> what a lucky ass guy. So the day finally comes to show Jay the final song. And I'll, I'll be honest here. I kind of like the song. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing. There's nothing. The thing is, there's nothing to not like about it. You, you're right. It's not it, bad. No. No. And it's very like, I, you know, like crisscross almost that. But positive. Yeah, very positive. Well, I guess the first verse is not. No, but don't can't. But they recover and they overcome. <laughs> they recover and they Yes. <laughs> so Jade was like, this is it. This is perfect. And Sonia reminds Jade of the music video idea. And they're like, well, yes, let's do it. Let's go ahead and move forward. Go ahead and contact that company to get those kids. And convenient enough. Uh, the rest of the Ghost Rider gang is on the opposite side of the door listening in. Again, they had to be. And they hear 
that this is going to happen. So Lenny's like, wait, 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 wait. I have a better idea and opens up the door and they all like kind of fall in. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And there it is. They decide, yes, they're going to be doing a music video. And how fucking exciting is that, man? That's, I, I'm so pumped. I'm you go ahead and skip the rest of it and go straight to the music video? Yeah. <laughs> skip everything else in between. Fuck that. We don't, we don't have time for that. Yeah. Straight to the music. No, the, you can't skip the mystery if we leave this mystery. And that's the thing. This is all set up, and nothing mysterious has even happened yet. So maybe even through nothing the first yet. episode, Not nothing much. mysterious. I think the only interaction I remember in episode one as far as uh, Ghost Rider, had, the character, was that when they would like brainstorm and get together and try to make up the songs, it was like him bouncing around from page to page as they're brainstorming. So no real interaction yet. So episode one is... No mystery, but let's dive into Not much that of a mystery. mystery. We've got yeah, that. exactly. So the day comes. It's, it's Saturday, and the shoot is here. And Jamal is getting ready to leave his house. That's when he finds like Casey, his his cousin, there, kind of hanging out. Yes. And uh, what is Jamal wearing? Like a top hat on. <laughs> An outrageously right? large. Oh, a top huge top hat. hat. Yeah. An open starter jacket with like yes. a white beater. Uh, African beads and a semi-parachute pants. Yeah, very interesting. This is the only time we see him wearing it. That's it? He doesn't wear this in the music video. You know, I didn't even think about that. Thank you for pointing yes. that out. Makes it all the more <laughs> absurd. I love it. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> so I don't know who put this on him, but I'm glad they did. Because you're right. It is a fucking awesome outfit. Yes, it is. And it screams 90s. I agree. So then we cut to Lenny's apartment, and she is running a little behind. And that's when the phone rings again. Uh-oh. And who is on the other line, Jonathan? It's Robin Leach, I believe. <laughs> is it not? Yeah, yeah, you're Lifestyles right. Lifestyles <laughs> of the rich and the famous. No, it is Mr. Campbell of In Your Face Records. <laughs> Man, just the best record company names ever. <laughs> I know. <laughs> what is Mr. Campbell wanting? He's trying to steal that record deal. That's what he's trying to do. He's You're conniving. Absolutely right. But he's trying to undercut that. Uh, there was interest in Lenny, so he wants to swoop in and grab her, offering her a three-album record deal on the spot. And and really setting up the crux of what is the two sides of this mystery that is to be You're presented. Right. You have your A and your B side. Yes. But Lenny's totally on board. But thankfully, Lenny's dad talks her out of it. Yeah, he's he's really a voice of reason. He's a good dude, seems like. Somebody I'd hang out with, to be honest. Yeah, I agree. He's he's a cool guy. He, he could be, and he's actually pretty rad throughout the entire series. Yeah, and he tells her, I, I appreciate it, because he tells her, you know, you made this promise. You've got to follow through with it. you got to be a person yep. of your word. Be responsible. Yeah, and accountable. I yes, agree. Absolutely. I love it. Me too. So they finally make it back to Smash Records. Smash Records. And who... Is the first cameo that we run into. Oh, what? I, you, you, this is on you. I'm, this is a blank really? for me. Salt and Peppa. Oh, Salt and Peppa. <laughs> they're, yes. they're in the studio. They're yes. in the fucking studio. Oh, they make man. a cameo. It's a good, like, minute long cameo. And, and they, and they, yeah, they give her props on her fresh tracks. Yeah, they do. They're like, we've heard your work and we, we just, uh, we love you. The amount of money. Don't, I, don't kill anybody, I think is what they say. The amount of money I would pay to have Salt and Peppa in a room with me and just throw me one compliment. Like, it good would amount be worth of, the amount. Oh, a good amount of money. I would throw down a good <laughs> amount of money. <laughs> me too. <laughs> worth every penny. So lucky her. And <laughs> lucky her is right. <laughs> so they're finally 
working their way over to the studio where they're going to be recording the music video. But Jamal is running late because his cousin Casey is trying to convince him into letting her attend the music video and be in it. Yeah. To be noted, this this cousin Casey, who is currently staying at his place, it seems like. Yes, because her mom is dying. There's a backstory that occurs. There's a few scenes in regards to her where she's speaking with her mother on the phone, and it's really heartfelt and sad. Yes, it's so sad. It's like, you're not doing well? Oh, okay. I was trying to figure out where that fit in the show. There was no need for it. Okay. I think it was just trying to uh, draw in a connection with maybe the viewer. Yeah, emotionally, sure. Sure, That does happen. But it seems like now she's reaching out to try to, to join the group. With Jamal. Yeah, but she gets denied uh, very nope. quickly. Yes, yeah. yes. So Jamal finally makes it there. They finally start, and they're doing like this weird synchronized dancing. And what happens, Jonathan? The lights go out, I do believe. For a very long time. Yes, at the same time that Ghost Rider does appear on the scene, on the screen, Ooh, rather. Good observation. I didn't know that. Yes, and it looks like he's, is he always like the same color? I was trying to think that. Is it I always don't green? remember because I thought I saw him like in purple before. I think it changes. Maybe he's indifferent. At this point, know. it's just a black background. You can hear people talking about the lights having oh, gone what's out. What's going on? It's so, like a two-minute-long blackout. Yes, and somebody's done it. Is basically is it Somebody, the crux of that? Yes. So they eventually turn back on, and they can finally start back up. Now, no one can move. Because what? Their feet are glued to the floor? Yes. Yeah. Who would go through the trouble of putting adhesive all over the floor? How would that even work? I don't know. <laughs> it's like a Scooby-Doo move. That's the worst prank. It's It just outran for number one for first place, the peanut butter and the baseball mitt prank. Yes. <laughs> Those are one and two. Very creative. Very Weird. creative. But yes, carry on. So they apparently had to like, I don't know, pull them out. And it was going to take over an hour for it to be cleaned up. So production has to come to a halt for that day. It has to stop that day, which really makes you wonder what's going on here. It seems as though it was very You're purposeful. Right. There's a mystery to be solved. Uh-oh. Here we Get go. the gang together. Get the gang together. <laughs> it's time for Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider. Word. God, so good. <laughs> so in the meantime, we find Casey following Jamal through the studio. Yes. Casey finds a mysterious man in Jade's office who's leaving a letter on her desk. Do you remember what the letter said? Oh, no. I don't remember the letter specifically. Okay. You've got it. Hit me. It states, Times have changed and so have I. Looking at you still makes me cry. I've been waiting and watching in the moment that I have to pay you back, my dear. But, that's interesting because the way you just read it, is somewhat a spoiler alert because that sounded like a love letter. Yeah, it's like a, a it's poetry. But when first written and read on the show, rather, it comes across very like sinister. Oh, most definitely. Like it, it sounds like somebody trying to take her out. Yeah, you're right. Like assassinator. But it, I guess I did. I read it more of like a, a love letter. But that's kind of. I mean, if you're gonna read it as a kid, I guess it'd be more malicious than, yeah. than what, what it leads it was, on it to. It was be, most but... certainly pre- presented that way. Yeah. 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 So, what is this all about then? <laughs> Something creepy's happening. Something creepy's happening. Something's starting to unfold here. So, this mysterious story plays out throughout the remainder of the episodes. Do you want to go down the list of the suspects real quick? Yeah, well, yeah, we'll call them characters. 
characters. Okay. So there's a scene where there's a, a, a gentleman goes by the name Avatar, I believe. Avatar. The stylist. Yes. What, I, I think that's the only thing he does is the stylist. So he yeah. does like the the clothes. Yeah, he's just and king of style. Hair? Something. <laughs> I, it might be hair and makeup, but anyhow, his name's sure. Avatar. Avatar. At okay. One point, his real tie to it all is that Casey sees him put a letter on the desk, so she yes. knows it was from him. His motive yes. is still mysterious. So next character would be Leaf. Leaf. He is the guy who's running lights. He's, the, he's probably the oldest one out of the bunch, and we soon find out that he used to be a famous singer. Yeah, in the, I believe it was the 70s. A, a famous yes. singer who had some success who thinks that success could be renewed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, so it kind of sets him to be maybe somewhat envious or jealous. There you go. Jealous, I think, is the right, the right word. So that's where his character um, seems suspicious. Yes. And then the last one we have here... As David, David, who we kind of left out, but he's the he's the very egocentric director who's the best yes. director, the man for the job. He's going to make a, the best music video. Uh huh. But I believe he comes into the fold as being suspicious when Ghost Rider is able to pull the letters off of a letter in his pocket, present them to the kids on another surface, and it and informs it them that he had some ties to In Your Face Records. And your face record. Uh-oh. That's right. Yeah. So he was either working with him or knew the guy or were friends with him. It's really or, up in the air at this point. It's interesting. It's interesting. Yeah. So our, those are our key suspects. Yes. So let's run down the list of the different scenarios and uh, endangerments that our oh. group got into. Yeah. Including the first light outage and the glue on the floor. <laughs> Wires were cut from the main mixer and, and caused a fire on set. Yes, which is very interesting because cutting wires would never cause a fire. No. On, unless the wires – the, there was a hot wire. But the weird thing is is the actual soundboard seems to spark up and catch fire <laughs> while having <laughs> no power go to it. But yes, that, that does happen. And the interesting thing is these are scary events. Like as a kid, I would have been like, oh, man, you know, this is going to – I would have been a little freaked out. So I, I get yeah, it. Yeah, I would be. Yes. I'd be like, Ghost Rider? Yeah. Is that you? Another being, <laughs> I believe the next one is that a light falls from the ceiling. Yes. And almost hits one of the kids. Yeah, it almost kills Lenny. Like, yeah. Leaf comes in the last second and pushes her out of the way. Which they believe then rules him out as being a malicious person. Exactly. So we can go ahead and cross him out so Leaf, of our suspect. He's list. just he's there to help, and he's got delusions of grandeur from the past. It's a good exactly. guy. He's, He's a good hook. guy. Off exactly. So they keep finding weird letters of, of poetry on like Jade's car and in between the lights. Right. They the found light one in fell. the light, which is really yeah. fucking weird. That makes no sense um, again. No, but then we find out who that is in the later episodes and it makes, and it, makes it even more fucked up. But anyway, we could talk about that at the end of the episode. Yeah. <laughs> I just, it just came to me. I'm like, that's really fucked up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Two cassette tapes were tampered with. Ruined, I believe. Were they not? Yes, they were completely ruined. And, and that was supposed to the recording. Oh, well, yeah. I guess the, the second tape wasn't really ruined. It just looked like the tape inside was kind of ripped out. Like yeah. You could have just taken a pencil and you know stick it in the hole. That old and, trick. Re- right. Yeah. I don't know why they didn't think of that. So that's odd. And the one to top off our list is a potential rape. Yeah. 
<laughs> Sonia, Jade's assistant, gets fucking mugged. Hardcore. Like, you see her afterwards and she's all beat up. And disheveled, like, yeah. And she fought, you could tell she fought back. Like, her yeah. clothes were completely ripped up. She was dirty, had bruises and blood on her. She had the only copy of the music video. She was delivering it. And when I was watching this most recently, my first thought was, oh, she's in on it. Yes, that's what I thought too. But because that would have made more sense that she pretended that it happened. You know, I pretended somebody uh-huh. mugged me, but that wasn't the case. It it did happen. Yes. Apparently, she did <laughs> get totally mugged. Did. It totally happened. And so that was just very odd. I don't know why they had to add that to the – I don't know. I guess it's the thing that happened in Brooklyn. Well, the reason know. being – the thing, the reason they added it in, and it was a little excessive – because it could have been just that she set it down and somebody else grabbed it, was she had no. the only copy of the music video. She was delivering it. Uh-huh. They go out of their way when she's walking out. Lenny asks, can I see the video? And Sonya's like, no, I'll get you a copy when, we, when I get back. Yeah. And so it, it, it notes that that's the only copy of the music video that exists. It does, yes. And so it, does, it disappears. So, yeah, I would definitely see why you thought she – was kind of malicious in that way and right and, and on it yeah i could definitely see that but no turns out not the case yeah you're right now the tape is gone so gw here right is on the look for it and finds a check that's made out for five thousand dollars to david our director and who is it from it's from the gentleman at in your face studios whose name is mr campbell <laughs> What's his first name, though? Because they shorten Marlin. it? Yeah, but they call it... Marl. They know their friends Marl. because in the letter it says Marl. Yeah. <laughs> Informal. So now we are getting close to the end of our case here. Things are slowly starting to fall into place, and people's true colors are shining through, and the GW team comes up with a very awesome and creative plan. To get the tape back. Yes. The GW team writes a fake letter to trick Mr. Campbell and David, at least one of them, into meeting them with the tape in hand. Correct. So this is how they catch him. They type up this letter and they take reference from letters that they received previously so to make it seems like Mr. Campbell is writing David. Use similar phrases and words, correct? Yes, exactly. Isn't that what they're doing? Yes. Yes. So that's interesting that they're trying to uh, get kids to learn that. It's anyway, smart. It's smart. <laughs> it's, it is very smart. And the letter pretty much read, like, I want the video. I'm willing to pay you $5,000 if you meet me at this time, at this location. Correct. And he shows up with tape in hand. Guess who is there waiting for him? It's not $5,000. I can tell you it that. It sure isn't. It's the GW team along with the fucking police. <laughs> Well, the mugging, I guess. Sure, if they could prove it. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I guess he has the tape, so something happened there. The police may have seen the episode. Yeah, there you go. They they caught up on the rewind at the beginning of the episode, so now they they know exactly who this guy is. They understand. (laughs) So they catch him, and it turns out it was David, the director, the entire time, and he was working in conjunction with... In your face! Records. He was, and, and somewhat on his own accord, just hard up for money. Yep, that was that it. Jade wasn't paying him enough. That's what happens when you get egotistic. Yeah, and yeah. he was guaranteed, I believe, a year of music videos for Men Your Face. So I think you're right. I mean, that's a pretty up, damn really. good deal. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do agree. It's hard. <laughs> it would be hard to pass up. 
So the last five minutes are focused on the premiere of her music video. And it premieres on MTV. Yeah. And what did you think of the music video? It's it was they knew what they were doing. I mean it was very of the time. It was very it was stylized yeah. well. It was just like I said, MC Hammer, Criss oh, Cross, definitely. that kind of like that style, really bright colors, really flamboyant uh-huh. outfits. And then the song it. itself is good. It's not a bad song. It's not a bad song. <laughs> but what did you think of Lenny's outfit? Oh man, just the oversized clothes are just What's so good. It wasn't just oversized clothes; it was oversized winter jacket, like straight yes. up starter winter jacket. Yes, that is very true. But also just huge. yeah, and a huge beanie that wasn't even like yep. really on her head; it was just like on the top of her head, so it was sticking way up. I, that I mean, that is really a running theme for her. Anytime they're even shooting the music videos, it's true. She's always in something crazy. <laughs> But it's premiered, and there are a lot of cameos there, too. I believe we've got Dr. Dre, Ed Love. Yep, yep. There's some people there. Sybil, I, I believe, was one who was, I believe, a, a black female singer of the time, but I'm not real but sure. But Dr. Either. Dre alone, that's pretty amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty. The only strange thing is it says Dr. Dre and Ed Love. That's definitely Ed yeah, Love. it doesn't look like Dr. Dre. Are there two Dr. Dre's? I don't because know. There must be. I, I don't know. Because I went back yeah. and looked at that. And I'm like, I'm not for sure. That, but maybe that I'm was wrong. Because the quality that I have is pretty low. So it was kind no, of hard he's, to... He's a much bigger okay. guy. Okay. That's what I kind of so, thought. So maybe it's weird. wrong. Maybe somebody's trying to fuck with us. <laughs> I'll look into it. Okay. <laughs> that sounds good. Do you have any final thoughts about this episode? Like, did you enjoy it? Or tell me things that you did like about it or didn't? This episode, there's the overarching theme of this that brought up something else that was at the same time that I feel like ties all of these things together was Carmen Sandiego. And which could be an episode in of itself, but just the solving yeah. the mystery. And yes. I mean, you had to follow along. But I remember that Carmen Sandiego and such was really tied in to a time with me when I was going to the book fairs and doing stuff and then also accessing probably the first computer lab I ever had yeah. to find and play these games because it was kind of what I was getting out of these puzzle books. I was like, oh, there's a computer game. Yeah, just like that this. I can play. Yeah, yeah. But like the puzzle solving and, and figuring out the crimes uh-huh. and stuff. That stuff still to this day is intriguing to me. I think it's intri- intriguing to most people. Yeah, so. definitely. That was fun. You like to solve crimes, and you like no, not crimes. You like to solve mysteries. <laughs> yeah, or crimes. Sometimes <laughs> or they're crimes. crimes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I could see you putting on your little detective hat and solving those crimes. <laughs> if the detective hat costs money, I didn't have it. <laughs> <laughs> How about the Carmen San Diego hat? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I only I played the games for free at school. Never I did too, and one. then my parents finally bought it for me for our computer, and we played it together. Like that, I that never was had actually it. some pretty good, pretty good memories. I'm very envious. <laughs> I'm sorry. You can come over and play it sometime with me. <laughs> I will. You just let me know. Uh, to be honest, I, I've watched all of these episodes, and this is one of my favorite cases. Yeah. I would say one of my favorite cases is the episode, and without going too deep, is the episode where the kids are stealing the backpacks. Oh, yeah. That's one of the like, first they have ones. Some, they have some gang name, and I can't uh-huh. remember what it is. Dragons or something like that shit. No, it's it's a it's a weird word. It's just words scrambled together. It's an acronym, yeah. but I can't remember exactly what it is. But it's a, it's okay. a really good mystery too. So that's one of my favorites. There's something special about this case. Uh, yeah. Maybe it's because of the music tie-in or something. It just it, I don't know. And now it's just super cheesy, but I it's still very enjoyable. 
and my nine-year-old loves it. So it there we go. It holds up. There we it go. Holds up for the age. But as far as I'm concerned, I, it didn't have the same effect watching it now. I was I was almost embarrassed yeah. <laughs> for myself. <laughs> At least you have like an excuse. You're like my my child's watching it. Right. Right. I don't have any excuse. <laughs> and, and to be honest, it has been fun revisiting and digging back in. I agree. So. I, I agree. I appreciate the opportunity to chat about it. Man. <laughs> You're absolutely welcome. Well, with that being said, let's go ahead and wrap this episode up, okay? Sure, let's go. Cool. Go ahead and fill the listener in on where they can find your business and uh, give you some business. Get me some business. Well, if you're interested in having shirts made, uh, I, along with my wife, own a screen printing shop, one to one print shop, O-N-E-T-O-O-N-E print shop. Uh, we're on Instagram, Facebook, shoot us an email at contact at one-to-oneprintshop.com. We print a lot of really fun shirts and just try to make a good, affordable, quality product. So yeah. hit us up if you need It's anything. very high quality. That's what I love about you all. Like You are very transparent with your prices, and you put out like really good quality stuff. You will go back. Yeah. Like, you're kind of a perfectionist, which is good in this we, instance. We are. And, and I always say that, that I don't know how people are surgeons because if I mess up a, a T-shirt, I, I like it weighs on me. Like I take it. I'm so prideful that I, I take it so seriously. Yeah. Like I get in a, a, a low place. Like it's it's really strange. And I know that sounds silly, but but that being said, it's because we try to be attentive when it comes to quality, and we keep our overhead low and pass the. I know it sounds silly, but who passes savings on to you? It's true though, and you don't only do shirts, man. You screen print other things too. I screen print on anything that sits on a flat surface, more or less. So we screen print posters, I screen print tote bags, tea towels, uh-huh. anything koozies. that I can print on. Yeah, koozies. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. And they can find you yeah. on Facebook and Instagram. And you also yeah. have your own website as well. Yeah, just one-to-oneprintshop.com. Perfect. And do you do like national shipping and stuff? Do you do stuff Yeah, online? we sure do. We sure do. We ship, we ship across state. And the great thing about Missouri is anytime anything is shipped from Missouri to another state, there is no sales oh, tax. Oh, very nice. That's convenient. Yeah. So <laughs> that's me being – that's about as fiscal, fiscally conservative as, as I get. <laughs> All right. Well, you can keep up to date with everything that's bogus on our Facebook and Instagram. We have a lot of local events. we got to get you out here, you and the fam yes. out here, to come to a bogus brunch. Man. Yes. I, we want to come out so bad, and I want to tell you one of – my favorite things you've been doing lately with the Instagram is some of the interactive stuff, the voting. Yeah. Like I go out of my way to – I'll go particularly to your story and try to go and vote <laughs> on the different things that you've posted. Well, I'm going to bring that back. It's cool to see where everybody stands, but yeah, keep doing that. Those are fun. Okay. I, I, okay. I'll do that. I mean it seems like it seems like you get some pretty good feedback on them. There's, I do. You know, and like uh, I'm actually pretty surprised at some of the answers. I was like, oh, wow. I didn't know everyone leaned that way. Yeah. Okay, I have been too. Right. <laughs> we'll definitely keep that up then. And we're going to have you on some uh, future episodes. I think I would love to have you and Danny on the next season yeah. so we can cover more of our guilty pleasures. Just let me know, man. I'd love to do it. Okay. Thank you so much for tuning in, listener. Well, until next time, be kind. Rewind. And stay bold.
steps forward For everyone back No one said it would be easy Gotta work with what you got Even when it seems 